This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, June 5th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Who's getting how much in CFAP? AFBF takes on racism. Court jeopardizes herbicide plans and next steps for carbon bill. The first CFAP payments are reaching farmers. Department of Agriculture promised to start getting those coronavirus food assistance program payments out the door to farmers within a week of sign-up starting, and that's what's happening. According to USDA's first report on the program, the department has already made payments totaling $545 million. Of that amount, nearly $268 million has gone to livestock producers. Another $140 million has gone to producers of corn, soy, cotton, and other row crops. Dairy producers have received nearly $129 million, and specialty crop producers have received just $8.4 million. Producers in Illinois, Kansas, Wisconsin, Nebraska, and South Dakota have received the largest amount so far. Now keep in mind, USDA eventually expects to make payments of up to $16 billion. Also take note, starting today, USDA will be holding a series of webinars to address CFAP issues. This afternoon's webinar is intended for organizations that serve farmers and ranchers. Additional webinars will focus on different groups of producers. Information on those is available at agripulse.com. Farm Bureau pledges efforts to address racism. The American Farm Bureau Federation has joined the National Farmers Union in putting out a landmark statement addressing the issue of racism. A statement issued by AFBF yesterday goes beyond expressing sympathy for victims of racial injustice and says the organization will undergo a process of self-examination. We believe we have a responsibility across our society to honestly examine, identify, and address racism. That includes looking within our own organizations. We are forming a cross-functional working group to determine how we, as staff of the American Farm Bureau, can be a positive influence against racism. Keep in mind, AFBF has long been known for its socially conservative stands on national issues. The NFU statement, issued May 29th, denounced police brutality and called for a national effort to eliminate racism and change society. Ruling throws dicamba usage in doubt. Growers may have to skip over-the-top dicamba applications on soybeans and cotton this year under a federal appeals court ruling issued this week. But ag groups are holding out hope the EPA can persuade the court to stay its decision. The Ninth Circuit decision vacated the registrations for Bayer's Extendamax, BASF's Ingenia, and Corteva's Fedexapan. North Dakota Ag Commissioner Doug Gearing says the ruling, quote, immediately bans the sale and use of these products nationwide. Gearing said he expected an immediate appeal of the ruling, along with a request for an emergency stay, which, if granted, would allow the continued use of the products while the appeal is being heard in court. Whether dicamba can be used this season, quote, now depends on the outcome of the request for an emergency stay. EPA's take, well, the agency said it will move promptly to address the court's order, but offered no other details. The plaintiffs say the court was clear that over-the-top use of dicamba is now off-limits, 
We will oppose any stay motion, said Center for Safety Legal Director George Kimbrell. The Agricultural Retailers Association is urging the government to appeal and is concerned about what dealers should do with existing stocks. ARA is advising its members to, quote, take a pause. Ag Climate Bill set stage for speeding carbon markets. A new climate bill we told you about yesterday is now out with an impressive array of senators, sponsors, and supporting organizations. The big question is whether and when the bill becomes law. The Growing Climate Solutions Act is aimed at accelerating the development of ag carbon markets by putting USDA in charge of approving certifiers and consultants that are needed to make sure that carbon credit trading is legitimate and transparent. A Senate source says a hearing is under consideration, but its backers say it's not clear when there could be action on the legislation. It's hard to see that happening in an election year, but at the least, the bill sets a marker for action in the next Congress. The bill's lead sponsors include two Republicans, Senate Agriculture Committee member Mike Braun of Indiana and Senate Judiciary Chairman Lindsey Graham of South Carolina, as well as Debbie Stabenow, Senate Ag's top Democrat, and Rhode Island Democrat Sheldon Whitehouse, one of the Senate's most prominent voices on climate policy. Organizations and companies supporting the bill include the American Farm Bureau, several commodity groups, the Environmental Defense Fund, the National Wildlife Federation, McDonald's, and Microsoft. Keep in mind, one of the key developers of ag carbon trading, the Ecosystem Services Market Consortium, is developing its own certification program and wouldn't need the USDA-run program. But ESMC Executive Director Debbie Reed tells AgriPulse, USDA program would create a needed talent pool of specialists who understand the markets and their requirements. Storm clouds on USMCA horizon. The U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement is still slated for implementation on July 1, but there may be some complications to the rollout in the months ahead, according to Kenneth Smith-Ramos. Mexico's former chief negotiator for the North American Free Trade Agreement. One storm cloud Ramos sees is the continued U.S. efforts to enact so-called seasonality provisions that would make it easier for U.S. produce farmers to file anti-dumping cases against Mexico. Another is the threat of more U.S. demands for border inspections. Mexico reluctantly agreed recently to allow increased inspections of its tomato exports as part of a deal with the U.S., but now U.S. producers are calling to expand the deal to cover other Mexican crops. Potential problems brewing on the Mexican side of the border stem from regulatory backtracking by government officials. One concern in particular, Rama said, is the recent suspension of import permits for ag biotech products, even though they have been approved in Mexico. Furthermore, Mexico's Secretariat of Environment and Natural Resources has been blocking glyphosate imports from the U.S. Vilsack, Trump should be clear on China plans. Former Ag Secretary and U.S. Dairy Export Council President and CEO Tom Vilsack says President Donald Trump needs to stop sending mixed signals about the future of the Phase 1 trade deal with China. Recent statements by the President suggest that perhaps he is growing tired of the Phase 1 agreement, 
certainly creates uncertainty about the future of that agreement, Vilsack said yesterday on a call organized by Focus on Rural America, a Democratic advocacy group. Chinese ag purchases are critical to U.S. farmers, he said. Here's today's He Said It. You'll make it a better day. It doesn't mean it will make it a better future. That Dan Smith, president and CEO of the Cooperative Network, on the impact of USDA's CFAP payments. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, June 5th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.